0: hey guys welcome back to another episode of anything goes i'm your host bilal ali and i hope you're all doing uh well during these times you know taking care of yourselves uh taking care of your families staying safe you know healthy all that and keeping busy and yeah so today i'm joined by carolyn hey carolyn
1: hey Bilal. happy to be here
0: Hey, i'm happy you're here too thank you for joining me so uh do you want to introduce yourself real quick carolyn
1: yeah, I used to work as an app designer for cryptocurrency wallets, and now I design Bitcoin merch.
0: That's really cool, and you know that's that's the perfect transition into our topic for today because we're actually talking about Bitcoin and cryptocurrency.
2: <laughs>
0: yeah, so I guess you know the first question I have to ask is, uh, what is Bitcoin and cryptocurrency?
1: So Bitcoin is the original cryptocurrency, um, and it's basically the world's first decentralized peer-to-peer payment system. And that sounds extremely complicated. So normally when people hear that, they kind of decide, okay, this is this is a little bit too involved. But yeah. basically what that means is that Bitcoin is the first online payment system um, that exists without any form of government or um, institution that controls it. It's completely free. It's for the people, by the people, Um, which means that it cannot, you know, you can own Bitcoin if your currency suddenly gets in, you know, 400% increase in inflation and becomes worthless. If war breaks out in your country, whatever happens, um, your Bitcoin is safe. No one can take it away from you. No one, it cannot crash. You you will not have um, the volatility that comes with traditional fiat, which this just means traditional like you know money systems like the dollar or the euro um it's it's immune to that kind of thing so it's um and honestly in a nutshell it it's the future of our money and the way that the world can not only you know pay for goods and services but the way people can achieve financial freedom and I, that's a big claim but there's yeah. a lot that goes into it so you know that's that's bitcoin in a nutshell
0: really cool stuff do you uh do you like uh how do you see it going into you know becoming the future because right now you know i it's not really talked about much right and i don't see many people talking about it uh so you know it it seems so far away for it to become you know part of the future you know of uh of like economics and uh money and all that so uh, how do you see it becoming part of that in the future
1: that's a really good question. Well, if you kind of look back, um, probably the last that, you know, most people have heard of Bitcoin that aren't in the actual space happened yeah. back in, you know, 2017, 2018, when you just saw all over the news, Bitcoin crashed hard. Like it just plummeted in value and people, you know, just said, okay, see, it, it was never going to work. It was a, it was a scam this whole time. And yeah. even before then, uh, banks and government officials and, college professors were saying that you know this is a this is a complete um scam it's worthless and you know anyone who wants to invest in bitcoin wants to lose all their money so and that only criminals use it you know so bad people use bitcoin stay away and so that's kind of the reputation that bitcoin had for the first like 10 years of its life um and so yeah and uh here's the interesting thing though the reason why i Mm -hmm. see it um you know being integrated in the future is because as, you know, the next um, monetary system, in fact, something that I could see, if not replacing the dollar, then coexisting alongside it, you know, yeah. um, is because it's actually happening right now and it's not in mainstream media. If you Google um, Bitcoin, just Bitcoin news, yeah, starting from around March of last year, so 2020, um, mm-hmm. you'll see that banks hedge funds world governments um, and other major institutions have st- have gone on record and saying yeah we're we're owning we're buying bitcoin we're putting it in our portfolios we advise some of our clients to diversify their portfolios and own it and it's like and they and if you ask them wow. you know, why why are banks buying it because if you go back to 2017 and before then too 2013 even um yeah. they would say they said no uh, th- they were the first people who warned their customers to stay far far away so what changed, and what changed is um, their confidence in the U.S. dollar, which right now is used for 80% of worldwide um, transactions. It's, you know, it's the, it's the standard o- against which all the world currencies are yeah. held against. But, so if banks are losing cons- confidence, and they're storing up Bitcoin for themselves, the next step is that they're going to have their customers use it. Um, and here's the interesting thing. The reason why uh, I have more confidence in Bitcoin and something that's yeah. worth considering, um, even if, you know, if you're listening and thinking maybe like Bitcoin isn't for for you, it's like it's it's just something that, you know, when it when it matters, you know, or when it's relevant, I'll look into it. There's two things that I'd, I'd kind of tell anyone and encourage them to keep in mind. One is that the US dollar has been losing its purchasing power just For, you know, a couple decades now, Um, you know, five cents back in the day, back, back in the day before we were born, for sure. But, you know, get you a carton of milk now, you know, three or four dollars. And if you've noticed when you go into the supermarket now, uh, your groceries are a little bit more expensive. Um, And it kind of coincided with COVID and supply chains kind of being squeezed. So people, the economy was shut down. Um, Prices of, you know, basic needs like groceries have started going up. And um, the Fed last year printed 20 percent of all the U.S dollars that are in circulation, 20 percent in a month. Uh, wow. That's unheard of, and that's also inflation. And uh, the yeah. Fed has, you know has a money printer that goes "brrr" and prints everything. <laughs> and that means the value of the dollar goes down. Um, yeah. People have to have greater expenses. they don't get paid anymore. And yeah. Or not quickly enough. And all that people really have to rely on who've lost their jobs in this economy are, you know, stimulus checks that come in once every three months, maybe. Um, yeah. That's not sustainable. So the reason I mentioned this and, you know, not to be too gloom and doom about it. Um, but the reason is because Bitcoin, on the other hand, there's only ever going to be 21 million of them. And because because there's only going to be 21 million, that means that unlike the U.S. dollar or any other currency that. Is currently in existence uh bitcoin is an, anti it's deflationary so it will only gain value over time and it can't be controlled by the bank and it trades 24/7 you know how you need permission from your bank and 24 to 72 hours for certain transactions to go through yeah. uh if you have bitcoin and i have bitcoin and you want to send money to your grandma in the philippines or any other part of the world all she has to do is own a digital wallet so um, and they're free to download, by the way. The digital crypto wallets are free. You can find a bunch of them on the App Store. Um, the one that I designed, you know, is also free. And you, I'm not sure if I'm allowed to say which one it is. So I'm yeah, gonna yeah, yeah. Keep that hush for now. But um, uh, essentially, if you wanted to, you know, send twenty dollars worth of Bitcoin, uh, you do, and it shows up within. I mean, three seconds is a long time, but mm. within a couple of seconds, and you know, you don't need anyone's permission. Um, the only fees you would pay is just uh you know a transaction fee, and it's there's no it's not a set amount, but essentially it's a lot cheaper it's a lot easier and like I said it kind of it addresses the problems that our current finance system has, which yeah. not least of which I think is the fact that um there's human inter intervention and um, you know people who have a lot of power who can influence these yeah. systems. And Bitcoin is free of that, and that's why you'll hear – that's why you heard banks and the SEC, so the Securities and Exchange Commission, saying um, that they wanted to sanction Bitcoin, that they wanted to put rules and regulations to protect the people. It's like anytime you hear someone say in the government that they're doing this for your own good or to protect you when it comes to money, yeah. I would i would have a little bit of healthy suspicion just because the last time they said that was two weeks ago where – I. Did you happen to hear about the craziness of GameStop stocks?
0: Yeah. <laughs>
1: yeah. Uh, did you Did you want to give a recap, or, or would you like me to just kind of highlight that real quick?
0: Uh, you could highlight it because, like, I heard about it, but I didn't really, um, you know, get into it much.
1: Yeah. It's. It was a wild ride. Here's what happened, <laughs> and you know, this is just to show you kind of uh, the cracks that are in our system and, and why bitcoin is a better alternative essentially yeah. there were hedge funds who bet a lot a lot of money on gamestop going out of business and the way the the investment they made uh essentially worked against gamestop as a company to run it into the ground faster so they could make money and you know drive it out of business um yeah it's that's you know that's the reality of 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 uh trading and investing sometimes there are winners and losers but in this case yeah they really wanted to just bankrupt a company in order to make more money. Here's where it gets yeah. interesting. Um, a bunch of investors, retail investors, which is just, you know, everyday people like you and me on Reddit saw mm-hmm. that and said, huh, okay, these hedge funds are betting against GameStop. If we bet on GameStop and buy their stocks, they're going to go up. And that's what <laughs> happened. GameStop went from like $4 or $5 to 348 in the matter of days. Wow. Yeah, because people were like, "Huh, you rigged the game against the GameStop, but we can rig it for GameStop and it both moves are perfectly valid on the in the game of investing."
2: <laughs> yeah. And
1: so that happened and Wall Street lost their minds. Like it just went bonkers. You saw, people were you, you go on CNBC CNBC who like, you know, they they talk about the markets and everything and they were yeah. just saying there's manipulation. This this isn't allowed. You can't do that. And the only reason they were saying that was because it wasn't, you know, the big hedge funds doing it was everyday people. And as a yeah. result, uh trading platforms like Robinhood said, "Oh, um we're going to not let you buy GameStop right now because we want to protect you because we don't know what's going on." Um they they manipulated the market. They basically started losing their own game and decided, yeah. "Nope, we're going to we're going to take the ball home, you know, the game's over." And GameStop stock crashed after that. Um just because regular people were making money they they just yeah. stopped it and they weren't the only platform that did it but they're the one you'll hear most about
0: in this yeah. fiasco
1: and so um, if bitcoin was centralized if there were hedge funds if there were governments or if there was a bank that controlled it yeah um, normal people wouldn't be able to really uh, have access to it in this way but it's it is decentralized you can't just pull the plug and and restart the game and so that's why I'm bullish which is just an investi- investor term for you know like I have I have high hopes and confidence in Bitcoin because it's making the playing field even for everyone. Yeah. And it's, my friend saw a Bitcoin ATM at the mall in Arizona last oh,
0: month. Oh, actually?
1: Yeah, actually. <laughs> <laughs> and it's been integrated in, into Visa, credit, and debit cards. Um, wow. And MasterCard is talking about it too. So there's a lot of news, but guess what? It's not it's not in the mainstream media. And I yeah. I. It's interesting that it's not, but it always is in the mainstream media when it when it sort of the price like goes down a little bit, but not yeah. when it's going up. And right now, it's at uh, forty nine thousand for one bitcoin. It was at wow thirty eight thousand last week, five days ago. Oh my God.
0: Oh <laughs> it's my uh, God.
1: it's pumping. And how did
0: it go up so quick?
1: Two words, Elon Musk. Well, actually, <laughs> a couple more words. Elon Musk's company Tesla decided to buy 1.5 billion dollars worth of Bitcoin and drove the price wow. off.
2: Wow! Mm-hmm. Wow!
1: So it's it's. I mean, when when you ask, you know, like how how this could be the future, or how it's gonna, you know, when or how it could happen, it's it is happening, but people aren't being. Uh, it's not being advertised, unfortunately. Yeah,
0: yeah that is unfortunate because then, uh, you know, in the end, I guess. The rich of the society, you know, the elites will will be the ones that have like ownership of you know most of Bitcoin, and then and there's only you said right, twenty one million of them 21 like, million. at any time, yeah.
2: Mm-hmm. So
0: so that's uh if you know most of it's owned by like elites and stuff, they can also control that, and that's that's a problem, right? So yeah, it's, it's unfortunate that it's not spoken about more, made more like accessible or known to people, you know, so. And also, you know, the the idea of like, you said how banks were, they were like telling their customers to not uh, invest into Bitcoin and buy Bitcoin because it was a scam and stuff, but they're also uh, buying into it, right?
1: Yeah, they're buying into it in order to make trusts and ETFs mm-hmm. for their richest clients to be able to buy into it so they can sort of indirectly own Bitcoin, but the yeah. bank will actually own it. and. So while there is that inequality you're right and that it's you know just a kind of story of the rich get richer
0: yeah. um,
1: that's why I think it's so important to have this be a part of the conversation because you know if 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 these institutions end up being the ones who own the vast majority of the bitcoin it kind of won't be any different from now where you know they own the vast majority of you know usd or euros or whatever it is yeah but the difference here is that you know ordinary people can still get into it and it isn't too late i mean people have been saying since bitcoin was five dollars it's too expensive at a hundred at a thousand at five thousand now it's almost at 50 but the because it's limited um and i had to say this without getting into too much detail um they are predicting and this is a conservative guess $200,000 Bitcoin by the end of 2021. So, wow. Yeah. And you don't have to buy a full Bitcoin. Like, you you can own a fraction of it. And, you know, it's, if you think of it as um, the next world reserve currency or something that is anti inflationary where your money won't lose power over time, then, you know, whatever you can afford to lose, again, not financial advice. But mm-hmm. just like investing, whatever you can afford to lose, if you can afford to kind of buy into that, um, then that's just a little bit less that the banks and the hedge funds won't have, so, yeah. which I think is encouraging.
0: Yeah, definitely it is. I mean, you know, Carolyn, she encouraged me to uh, download the app that she designed, you know, the, the wallet. And uh, mm-hmm. yeah, I'm going to learn some more about it and, you know, hopefully get into it. But yeah, some people, they say that it's uh, too, you know, risky. And that it, the market fluctuates too much, you know, with Bitcoin and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. And, uh, so like, what what, what would you say to those people? Right.
1: Yeah. I would say you're absolutely right. It is very, it is very volatile. It goes up and Mm -hmm. down. Like, um, uh, you could have your investment, you know, up 200% one day and then, uh, down 40% the next it's, it, it does have these wild swings, but, 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 um, Here's the here's actually the 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 silver lining to the institutions getting into it. They're actually a huge part of the reason why Bitcoin is going up, and it's it's as it continually goes up, and these as, and banks get into it and other you know financial institutions, it becomes more stable. Yeah. Because then it can then people won't find it as scary because it won't be as uh, it won't have such fluctuation. But yeah, it, it becomes more stable over time. And I if I wish there was a way to show graphs on a, on a podcast. Yeah. But if you look at the graphs <laughs> of, of Bitcoin swings up and down, um, I mean, they're evening Caroline, out. Mm-hmm.
0: If you have uh you know graphs you want to send me over, I can always put them in like the show links. Oh great! For people to look at if they if they want to look. So.
1: Oh absolutely, and I'll and I'll also send a chart of you know what the 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 historical. Uh, shall I say events that have uh charted the fall of the u s dollar as well so it's it 's not just you know don't take my word for it you know the the data is out there too, and I encourage everyone to do their own research because you know
0: definitely yeah how do you uh how does like one get into you know bitcoin like with buying it storing it uh you know what like how do you also i guess analyze when to like pull out your money or you know invest more all that
1: you asked the best questions that is such a good question <laughs> it really is
0: <laughs> i'm glad
1: um yeah it's um <laughs> well honestly it's it's really easy now because there are a bunch of online exchanges uh the most popular and one of the easiest to use um is called coinbase and then the second one is called uh binance and so mm-hmm. um and these are available in in, in canada and the us and just actually everywhere except i think for some reason new york they don't want new yorkers to have bitcoin i'm not i'm not sure (laughs) why but i'm I'm sure there's an exchange out there that does i there's just a couple that don't um but uh yeah you can just really sign on to these platforms and it would be kind of the same as opening up a bank account you know they they just ask you to verify your identity and then you can link up a card and yeah you want to buy five dollars of bitcoin you can buy five dollars of bitcoin and Far Is there any m- hidden
0: like fees and stuff?
1: There's the transaction fee, like in order to purchase it, because there. Oh, whenever yeah. you you buy um, Bitcoin, the miners who are the people that uh, create it, uh, mm-hmm. they they get a, a percentage of that, and then um, some platforms will charge you a fee to you know to use the platform. Others others won't. You know they'll just yeah. kind of pocket the difference, but. Um, there's, like I said, there's a lot of exchanges out there, but if you're just starting out, um, I do recommend a platform like Coinbase just because it makes it really easy and it's, it's already something that's so new for people that I, I try to kind of make it as, as accessible as possible. But if you're, once you're more comfortable, I recommend Coinbase Pro, which has the lowest fees that I know of where you could buy and own Bitcoin. And as far as keeping it safe, uh, there's, like I said, there's the, um digital wallets that you can just download off the app store make sure to if you can download it directly from the developer website or double triple check that it's the real one on the app store because there are (laughs) there are there are unsavory characters out there who will try to make who have made replicas so just just be careful with that um but other than that you know it's it's um there's a lot of options and uh yeah, there's that's a whole other conversation. We could have a whole other podcast on how to keep your your crypto safe too. It's it's yeah, <laughs> it's
0: yeah, it's a it's a deep topic with uh, with a lot of things. I hope you guys are writing down notes because you know these are important things, so you yes. don't want to miss it. Yes, and yes. You can yes. also go back at, at any time, but yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, i you, you talked about how like uh, you know there's like a miner's fee and stuff. So about you know mining, I know how like. You know, some people they mine the Bitcoin, right? So, what is it? What does that even mean? You know, like wh- what I know about mining is that like you go to, um, you know, like a like a mountain, and then uh, mm-hmm. you you get like <laughs> 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 that, that. That's what I know about mining. So, uh, you know, what what does it mean when it's like you're you're mining Bitcoin or you know different cryptocurrencies? What what does that mean?
2: Yeah, well,
1: it's very similar, but completely different <laughs> the, pr- the principle though is correct like the the, yeah. the concept is the same so <laughs> uh, this is and honestly um uh before i go any further i just want to say if if learning about bitcoin at first seems a bit overwhelming and like wow there's a lot um there is and, and you don't have to understand it all at once it, if anything when i decided i wanted to really educate myself on it i was like okay i'm gonna. I'm just going to sit down. I'm going to watch all the videos. I'm going to read all the articles that I can understand, and I'm just going to rewatch them until it it kind of sticks, right? Yeah. So I I spent and you know wonderful listeners that uh, that are out there. Uh, you might pick this up faster than I did, but I, it, if it's of any if any uh, confidence booster, uh, I spent two months getting acquainted with the ins and outs of Bitcoin, the the technology that runs it why it's relevant, and uh, after two months, I was like, okay, I got this, so if you don't get it right away, you're not stupid, it's just, it's a bit, it's a bit uh, multi-layered, so, and you're already, you're already ahead of the curve, you know more about it now than you did before you started listening to Bill Hall's amazing podcast,
0: so. That is true, and it's all thanks to Carolyn, you know, I didn't do much, but.
1: (laughs) Nothing except provide an amazing platform for me to talk to everyone about this, so I appreciate that, I
0: really do. Yeah, well, she reached out, you know, so. I appreciate that too. Thank you. Thank you.
1: Yeah, but yes, to answer your question, mining. Um, oh, Bilal, this is a great chance to let uh, your listeners know about blockchain. My goodness. Oh yes. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> we discussed this a little bit before. Yeah. Um, yes. So, miners, the way they make Bitcoin is, they have their they have a, a pretty sweet. Setup of computers that suck up a lot, a lot of electricity and they work overtime in order to solve math equations. And the first computer that gets the correct answer and then is validated across a whole network of computers that's called a blockchain um, gets to be the one who gets rewarded with Bitcoin and gets rewarded with creating a new Bitcoin for someone else to buy unless the miner decides to keep it for themselves. Um so yeah. and uh yeah, and then they make their money by creating Bitcoin, and then they also can make their money by selling it and having you know a, a small cut from the people who decide to purchase it um and that ties into what the reason why Bitcoin is decentralized is because it runs on an online uh database known as blockchain, which is the way it works is there's just computers spread. All across the world yeah and they're all trying to solve these this equation right the first one to get the answer gets the bitcoin
2: mm-hmm.
1: um, as soon as someone gets the answer then all these computers that are all over the world have to be in agreement it's like the, 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 and this is why you can't fraudulate bitcoin you can't fake it you can't make more you can't change the numbers uh blockchain yeah. is on the internet everyone can see it um, it's, it records every single transaction, so you can't, you know, uh, Ponzi schemes, you know, what happened with the Lehman Brothers and, and the stock markets cr- crashing and people, you know, literally uh, fudging the numbers, you can't do that with blockchain. Um, everything's completely transparent. And so it imagine if our elections were run on blockchain, no one would be able to argue for months and months and months on end. Who really won the election? Yeah. Was there tampering? Oh, it's all on blockchain? Um there you go. That's that's the answer. Um, and then, again, it's because it exists as a database that's an online... For Bitcoin, it exists as a ledger, which is just, you mm-hmm. know, records all those transactions. If you think about, you know, all of the transactions that you make when you use your credit or debit card or, you know, make a deposit at the bank, the bank holds yeah. the ledger. They tell you what you do, how you do it, and, you know, they have to approve it. But with uh, blockchain, everyone can see it, so everyone's on the same page and can have confidence that what they're buying into, they understand it and no one else can can modify it. And that's a huge yeah. that's a huge equalizer.
0: Right. Yep. Definitely. Yeah, good good transition into uh, blockchain. Oh thank you. <laughs> I was
1: I was a little concerned at first where I was like, uh oh we haven't got to blockchain. But Yeah, you- I thought
0: about that too.
1: <laughs> <laughs> but you brought us back. I mean we got there.
0: <laughs> yeah, so um I guess why do not more people um you know, mine instead of, you know, purchasing?
1: Well, originally when mining started, like we're talking 2010, I believe. Yeah. Um, uh, you could just use your, your MacBook and you could do it. Um, but then the equations get more complicated. You need more computational power. Um, and now I think at least, you know, in order to get started, you've if you got an extra two thousand dollars lying around, that'll get your setup started. But I don't think that'll complete it. I haven't looked into mining myself, but I was looking at. I was like, huh, what if I decided to mine my own Bitcoin? I saw two thousand yeah. dollars. I'm like, oh, that's part of my expense.
2: <laughs>
1: and then I have to actually, uh, you know, use. I have to pump tons of electricity to power these computers and to keep them cool. Right. Like miners, uh, they build. They, they build basically their their own. Um, they they you know they convert their sheds into not not just sheds, but uh, mm-hmm. if you go on YouTube and, and see you know mining Bitcoin, they they have it's a it's a it's a pretty big investment, money um, and wow. in time wise, and it's yeah it's again as it gets more and more as as Bitcoin goes up and as the uh, equations get more complex and require more power to solve, it does become more expensive and the the fact of the matter is even though there's only going to be 21 million Bitcoin ever, they're estimating that the last one will not be mined until 2149. So you and I will both be dead, but wow, yeah. Look so, at that. yeah. So I don't know how, how hard it'll be for the miners then, but I mean, <laughs> maybe they'll look back and say, wow, 2021 was so easy by comparison. I don't know. We should get a yeah. miner on here. I'd love to hear their take on this.
2: <laughs>
0: right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, how many are there in like uh created so far
2: i think
1: as of you know what it's been a whole two weeks since i checked so the number could have easily changed things move so quickly on the sphere let me google it real quick do you mind if i if i google it no
0: no no go ahead go ahead because
1: i think the last number i heard was about 17 million have been mined Mm -hmm. but how many bitcoin exactly Ah, oh, Google, you never let me down. Um, <laughs> so, according to buybitcoinworldwide.com, <laughs> there have been a total of 18,628,050 Bitcoin that have been mined. So, we're getting there. Oh, we are getting there.
0: Wow. It's a lot. It's a lot of Bitcoin, That's yeah. It's a lot it of is. Bitcoin.
1: I wonder how many miners that translates to.
0: Yeah, that that would be such a cool statistic to know.
1: We should Google that too. I don't but... know.
0: You think that's actually recorded? I don't know I, if it's recorded. I don't know Maybe. because
1: you know what—they have mining farms, and there are more of them springing up um, in different parts of Russia, um, Canada, and yeah. there's a there's a bunch in China as well. So there's there's full scale operations. So people who are you know living the dream and and going after it and converting their garages into mining facilities. But there's also big big companies that have actual stock. Yeah. And, uh, That uh, that are doing this, and I mean, they they must be pretty happy right now with the way the numbers are going. Oh
0: boy! Yeah, the people who uh, purchased, you know, when it was when it was cheap, if they didn't actually sell, they they're you know probably millionaires now.
1: Oh yeah, the the hodlers, the people who held on for dear life, their (laughs) their patience and their belief in the in the in the currency has been handsomely rewarded. I I'd love to meet one of them someday. <laughs> because just
2: for a for little what bit reason? of
1: perspective well just to be like you know what was going through your mind when when it went from 20,000 and then hit the deck at 3,000 because um from 2017 up until 2020 um there there weren't double digit numbers in fact
2: yeah.
1: last year so march 2020 one bitcoin was $3,000 um and then and now we're in february 2021 yeah. not even we're oh yeah Valentine's Day. Happy Valentine's Day. So as the Valentine's yeah. Day, uh Valentine's we have
2: Day.
1: we're at one bitcoin at um 49,000 and counting. So from 3,000 to 49 in less than a year. That's that's pretty phenomenal.
0: Yeah, it is. So I know there's like a lot of uh you know different cryptocurrencies. So what's uh what's the reason bitcoin is so big and you know other uh, other cryptocurrencies aren't, you know? as focused on
1: yeah. Um honestly there there's kind of two main two main reasons why there's so many cryptocurrencies. Uh mm-hmm. there's about five thousand currently. Um oh. yeah, not including Bitcoin, of course. <laughs> um and anything that is not Bitcoin is called an altcoin. And so the reason why there's so many uh is some people uh have seen Bitcoin and uh found sort of Areas of improvement where they figure, you know, I can make a better currency for people to use. And so they do that. The other reason there's a lot of, a lot, a lot of of altcoins is because people see the price of Bitcoin and say, Oh, that's, I'd rather, I, I'd rather own like a hundred, um, Dogecoin than 0.0001 of a Bitcoin. Um, so part of it is also a little bit of, of that kind of, um, pride of ownership.
0: Mm
1: -hmm. And then, um, Third reason, at least the one that interests me is that even though a lot of these projects um kinda will not stand the test of time, I do believe that there's massive gains to be made. So it's it's like, you know, there's if you see a project that has potential for growth, then Mm -hmm. it kinda makes sense to ride that wave like a like sort of like a, a timed investment where you decide, okay, like let's Let's, uh, let's ride this, but not all the way to the top because I don't know where the top is and, and I don't want it to crash and to lose my investment. So I think the third reason is people like to look uh, at projects that, you know, if, if the name of the game is investing and, it's, and you kind of like to take a certain amount of calculated risk, then yeah. altcoins is also something that uh, people who believe in Bitcoin could, you know, see themselves uh, wanting to invest in. But then there's also the people who believe that Bitcoin is awful they hate it and they want their altcoin to rise above the from the ashes and take over (laughs) the system so there's there's a uh, there's a lot of reasons there's a lot of hopefuls yeah and um, yeah and um but there you know there are there are a lot of promising projects out there so i mean doge i mean dogecoin which started as a joke has been around since 2017 it survived the great crash of 2017 it's still around and and uh, Elon Musk cannot stop tweeting Dogecoin and making the price go up. So, I mean, there's mm-hmm. something to be said for altcoins. I think there's, there's a lot of potential for a lot of them. I just, yeah, I, but until, uh, until Citibank and Grayscale, so two big players in the, uh, or not Citibank so much, but until Citibank and, um, you know, JP Morgan and all these other world governments start to invest. In Dogecoin, I'm I'm keeping my I'm keeping my bet on Bitcoin because there's that legitimacy
2: yeah. that
1: that is given to it that uh, not these other currencies don't kind of have yet, except for Ethereum, which is that's a whole other conversation too, isn't it?
0: <laughs> yeah. What is that? What I mean, I kind of you already told me, but <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah, no. <laughs> I told you a lot of things. Honestly, the fact that know. you remembered was, was pretty good. <laughs> um,
0: I did you want to talk about that a bit? or I,
1: I do. I just, I don't want to overwhelm, but I'll, I'll, I'll keep it kind of short, right? So okay. that it's more like, hey, you know, Ethereum in a nutshell. It's unlike Bitcoin. It's actually, it's also decentralized, of course, but it's an open source blockchain. Uh, that features smart contracts. Let's uh, let's translate that real quick. So, smart yeah. contracts is uh, the easiest way to explain it. That you know, smart contracts affect your everyday life when you use, like I said, a debit or a credit card. Um, you spend five dollars, and then the computers, the data systems have to talk to each other and say, "Oh, does this person have five dollars in their bank account? They do. Great. You know, does this person accept? You know, is this a legitimate? Uh, you know." is bonds a real business it is and we have systems in place great we will take your five dollars and you can buy this so smart contracts are just a way for um, these systems to talk to each other and validate transactions and you know other sort of um, data protocols like that so ethereum is that it's a smart contract but it's way 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 better because it's super quick and you kind of can cut out the middleman you don't need a bank you don't need anyone. Essentially, Ethereum lets you be your own bank. You can validate the transaction yourself if you own Ethereum. And the future of Ethereum has to yeah. do with if people own enough of it, they can actually use it to validate other people's transactions. So it's if Bitcoin is the, you know, digital gold and it's the next store of value that, you know, is going to give people more financial freedom and less government control and more sort of autonomy with their finances, then yeah. Ethereum is a system where you don't need permission to be your own bank or to validate um, what you already know. And Okay, wow. Yeah, it's it's pretty it's kinda dense. So I uh
0: Guys. Somebody <laughs> I'm gonna put out a public, you know, statement. Somebody hire Carolyn to uh you know, be the marketing exec for, <laughs> for for Bitcoin, okay, or for you know any of these other cryptocurrencies, because uh, you know she, she's good at talking about these things. So
1: thank you, thank you so much. I appreciate that vote of confidence, and I really hope there are some uh, employers listening to this show right
0: now.
2: That would be yeah. super.
1: I accept Bitcoin, by cash or money order. <laughs> Yeah, oh that was a, a that was a joke. That was that part wasn't a joke. Yes, I must be <laughs> <laughs> oh, no.
0: oh my god, okay. Um I guess I wanna ask you, uh, you know, I probably should have asked this in the beginning, but it's all good. Uh how did you, you know, personally get into Bitcoin and cryptocurrency? How did that start?
1: So I got into crypto back in twenty eighteen. Um and at the time I'd never heard of Bitcoin, but I took a job designing for a startup. Uh, for a couple of weeks and immediately forgot everything I learned because the idea of Bitcoin didn't really make sense at the time. Um, I should mention, back then uh, when I was working, the price of Bitcoin kept spiking down. And I remember thinking, like, how could anyone put their money into this and not stress themselves into oblivion? Because this was right after the crash of 2018, when the price of one Bitcoin went from almost $20,000 per coin to 3000 and it stayed there for a while. It was pretty bad. So, um, but yeah, but flash forward, you know, two years later, um, and I'm just bored at a best by waiting for customer support. And I started thinking about the startup. Um, and just out of curiosity, I decided to open up the app and see, cause I thought, well, maybe it's gone down to zero now. And I was hoping not, but you know, Uh, So I decided to open up the app that I worked on just to check the price of Bitcoin, and I kind of thought it had gone down to zero, but um, I was wrong. It actually was up 250% from when I'd last seen it, uh, which was pretty shocking. And that's when I remember thinking, like, this is something big, and I got to learn what's going on, especially since, you know, this is right when COVID had been progressing for a couple months now, um, and you know you just kind of kept hearing in the media how people were out of work and um the unemployment benefits and the stimulus checks you know and that people needed more help than they were getting so just the 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 subject of money was on my mind a lot and just everyone was talking about it so then i see this thing that's up 250 percent in like two years i think oh well i didn't understand it back then but i'm going to try to understand it better now um and because of that i ended up spending two months like just eat, sleep, breathe crypto, just learning everything and reading everything I could about it so I could understand. And now I make it a point to talk to anyone who will listen to me about it. And I have, it's been a really, it's been actually a lot of fun and it's been fascinating, but also um, it's kind of grown in like a new passion for me. And I I really, really enjoy making designs. Like the latest one I did was a client requested, uh, you know, dogecoin the, the shiba inu uh in a rocket going to the moon and i that was my that was my job for a day it was really fun
0: like from the memes or something
1: from the memes yeah, yeah. i drew it and <laughs> i I'm, this shirt's on amazon which is that's pretty awesome. fun i'm like oh that's that's something i did it's right there <laughs> to the moon yeah, yeah. but uh yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> but where can people find that merch if they uh they want to buy it or any of the other merch and want to support you
1: uh, you can find it on Amazon and Etsy. So uh, I sell under the brand name Calico, uh, and I do have a Twitter where I just repost, repost interesting things. If you're, if anyone's interested in learning a little bit more.
0: Perfect. All right, I'll have uh, the links to all of Carolyn's uh, stuff in the show notes below, so you guys can check it out and show us some love.
1: Thank you. I appreciate that. Yeah, so after I got introduced to Bitcoin and saw how much value it gained in 2 years, uh then that's when I decided to double down on my research and be like, okay, let's 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 really like learn see what this is all about because it's not, it's of course it's normal for people to be excited and positive when when the numbers are going up, but then when the numbers go down and and they go down prodigiously with Bitcoin with those fluctuations sometimes, you know, you have there has to be a reason to believe in it. And it, that it's not a get rich quick scheme, you know, and for yeah. me, that's like, I, like I said, I, there, there's enough happening in the world today where I've, I'm losing a lot of confidence in, in our government systems and the financial systems. And I see the open manipulation mm-hmm. that's going on. Right. And, you know, I'll, so I'll, I'll take some of that volatility, which by the way, is becoming less volatile, like as time wears on and as mass adoption is happening, um, and uh, because I, I do believe in the tech- technology that runs it and the fact that it's not corruptible because no person or persons control it. Um, oh, fun fact. I also should have probably said this at the beginning. Um, so Satoshi Nakamoto, again, the alias of the person or persons that created Bitcoin, made, made the tech, made, you know, launched the project and stepped away. We don't know who he, she, they are, um, you know, and... They just made it and, and we know that there's nothing that anyone can do to manipulate it, not even the creator them- wow. themselves. So that's,
0: that's That's very anonymous.
1: It's very anonymous. and here's the good thing it's a good thing they did that because remember how I mentioned earlier that the S Securities and Exchange Commission and, all, and was you know cry- decrying Bitcoin and saying how it's, it's a scam, it's a fraud and everything. Yeah. So if Satoshi Nakamoto was a public figure and published their home address? Uh, Bitcoin would have definitely been shut down because it's something yeah. that the government can't control. And at this point, it's like, if you can't beat them, we might as well own as much of it as possible and not tell people until we have enough of it. And then they can own it through us, through a trust or an ETF. And so,
0: you know, that's that's something beautiful, though, because, you know, nowadays, like so many aspects of, you know, our regular lives and stuff like that is uh, the government is so much into it in, uh, in so many different ways. So, you know, when... Especially in like the economy, right, so if you know the world could transition over to like something like you know bitcoin and stuff uh and the government can't have control over that 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 that's you know something definitely nice, you know it's a nice thought,
1: oh yeah, and that's why there's so many libertarians you know people who really want the least amount ideally like no government intervention yeah um in their lives that's why you know they're they're so pro Bitcoin because it's it's you know not just a way to like you know make money but it's it's sort of like a a new system where you're living kind of outside of that because if you think back like you didn't always need permission to start a business or build a house yeah. or own land people were just like i like this spot it's next to a lake i shall build my cabin here or i will mm-hmm. sell soap but you know now you can't like you can't do anything without the government you know needing permission from, that's from true. them and so
2: that's true and the
1: only reason that that's like i guess extra scary now is because you know, with what happened last year with COVID, and well, it's still happening, uh, the government decided what businesses were essential, which weren't, and yeah. um, people lost their livelihoods. They had bills to pay, um, but the government just decided, no, this, this is essential. You're not. So you needing to make money and make a living is we will decide for you and then we'll give you the help that we decide you deserve. And because Bitcoin doesn't exist outside of, you know, doesn't exist within that kind of expectation I do believe there's greater freedom for people like not just with money, but just with having a system that is not rigged against you or other people can decide things, quote unquote, for your own good, which really scares me.
0: Yeah, true. This conversation has opened up my eyes and hopefully opened up a lot of people's eyes. You know, it's, uh, it's important for us to, you know, start investing in stuff like this because just a regular like common person to start investing in things like these. So then, you know the market isn't or it's not owned you know by the elites and the government and banks and all that right you so then you know we can still actually have control over the the market so yeah yeah definitely important absolutely
1: yeah. and you know what it's still early i mean it it i probably when people hear $50,000 bitcoin it's like oh boy that is i missed that bus it's like no actually um currently less than 2% of the entire world owns any bitcoin that includes those hedge funds <laughs> So, and there were ideally, um, the powers that be are are trying to make it that by the end of 2021, 10% of the world can own some Bitcoin. So if you own any amount of Bitcoin, even if it's 0.0002, you are part of the elite new class as far as, you know, the new Mm -hmm. monetary system. So it's, it's still early until we see a $200,000 Bitcoin. I'm going to say it's still early.
0: Yeah. Yeah, don't get discouraged. I mean, I got a little bit discouraged, but then, you know, Carolyn, she just said that, and then I didn't get discouraged, so. <laughs> <Hey>. <laughs> I'm glad. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, I, uh, I have, like, another, you know, kind of last question, I guess, unless there's something else that comes up, but, yeah, um, what do you think about, like, you know, the rumors that are spread about Bitcoin and uh, how it's, like, a scam and your your money's just like being stolen and stuff. I know we kind of covered it, but like, you know, not really um we didn't really talk much about it. It was kind of just like swiftly talked over, so and like some people, you know, they have like stories about how they they got locked out of their like accounts and lost all their bitcoin. Uh what would you say to those people?
1: Um I would say if that's something that you heard from someone, which likely, you know, you did first. Yeah. Uh Look at that source and look what they stand to gain. It's sort of like if the banks told you not to invest in Bitcoin, which they did. They told people that a lot. And, yeah. you know, they've kind of gotten to the point where they kind of can't keep saying that without, you know, people kind of raising their eyebrows and being like, is that so? Is, is that why you're buying that there, Jim? Is, is that why you're you're putting some Bitcoin in that ETF, hey, eh? Huh, buddy? So, you know, <laughs> I, I mean, I don't know how you talk to your banker, but, you know, just something like that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but uh look at who's saying that because you know if the banks are saying it it's of course they're saying it the because if you own bitcoin you you will pull out money in your in the bank um which by the way it's 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 cute to me that you could still get penalized for not having enough money in your bank account it's like you don't have money we shall fine you for not having enough money with us and so they they're the last people yeah. who would want you to pull out money and put it into a very risky asset like bitcoin you know so look at who's telling you that and also keep in mind <laughs> A quote of this quote: um, "Don't ask a king what he thinks about democracy." Wow. Yeah, in a
2: nutshell.
0: Yeah, that's that's a good quote. I, a yeah,
1: good quote. I wish I knew who said it, but it's. I was like that. That leaves me shook. That's a good quote <laughs> right there. <laughs> but um, definitely. But and then the other thing is, um, yeah, we've heard horror stories of people getting locked out, losing all their Bitcoin. Um, you know, scammers. Have and always will be around um, mm-hmm. in fact, the oldest recorded stone tablet you can google this is yeah. a complaint against a merchant who scammed their customer they did not deliver what they ordered I don't know if it was textiles or wool but something but someone was mad enough to uh, you know chip away in a stone tablet and file a complaint like the first negative <laughs> Yelp review so it <laughs> sounds like they did get scammed you know this guy just yeah I don't think he did right by their customer of a couple hundred years ago, yeah.
2: yeah
1: but um there's always scammers who will try to like you know steal and get people's bitcoin and and you know that's in the earlier days um people didn't really know uh the technology was so new, and people didn't know that you know if someone to- told you hey if you send me if you give me your your um your account information. I'll send you free Bitcoin and they fell for it. So there are some scams like that where when you, when you look into like what happened, you're like, Oh, come on. Like, why did you fall for that? That's really, that was really sad. And, and unfortunately, like, you know, but we people don't know better sometimes, you know, that, that can happen to anyone. So, um,
2: yeah,
1: some of it true. was just, you know, shifty people doing shifty things and, and scamming people out of their money. And then, uh, but yeah, getting most, most people, most people don't get scammed out of their Bitcoin. Um, they, they don't get it stolen. Um, most people just lose their login information and password. And, <laughs> and, and that still happens today. But here's the thing. When it happens to you now for your bank or for your email, yeah. you can yeah. set it up again. You can send yourself a reminder, get yourself a text. You don't have that luxury with Bitcoin. So that is the one thing I would say when you open, you know, when you have your wallet, um, write down your, there's a couple different terms for it, but it's, it's your private key it's also yeah. it can also be called a master seed or your mnemonic phrases it's all the same thing it's essentially if you were to lose your phone if um you know it got broken or you uninstalled the app as long as you have that um string of numbers and letters or words uh yeah. then you can just download another wallet or you know and just reaccess your your bitcoin so it's it's more like being careful and making sure you have that written down on paper. Never put it on your phone. Never put it on a computer where people can hack, please. Cause once someone has that information, it's like they can take your Bitcoin and, and then it's gone. So, so that's, that's the biggest thing I'd say, you know, just be careful. Keep all your data safe. Like look up at least yeah. one video on how to secure your Bitcoin and best places to store it. And, um, and yeah, that's, that's, that's kind of it. It's education it's education on how to protect your assets and um and there's something called a hard wallet which is it's it's actually it's a bit more secure if you have like a good amount of bitcoin like uh, you know where you're like i i I would cry if i lost this then i'd say (laughs) you know spend 75 or 100 bucks on a hardware wallet which just looks like a usb but it's completely offline so that you can store your Bitcoin there and it's literally... That's so cool. Yeah, it's amazing and it's impossible to wow. hack. And it's like, okay, I mean, spending like 75 bucks just to, you know, keep my investment 100% secure and like hack... Like the only way they're going to get it now is if they break into your house, say like, okay, plug it into your computer. Tell us what it is. <laughs> and it's like, I'm sure that's a, that's a little too much effort. So, again, it's the safest way to keep your Bitcoin. And um, some people even, they engrave that uh, that mnemonic... Those mnemonic phrases, a.k.a. your master seed, a.k.a. your private key, yeah, some people choose to engrave it on um, fireproof metal and then keep it in a safe, in a safety deposit box somewhere and an undisclosed location, probably a bank, uh, so that even if there's a fire, they still have it. So yeah, like people take the security very, very seriously, and again, that's a whole other topic, but this is kind of Everything you need to know. This is like your, your Bitcoin starter kit about what it is, how it works, why if you can, whatever you can afford to invest and in, lose comfortably, like not, no, no child support money, no, no college debt money, you know, no rent money, but what you can afford to lose. It's like why it's what you can't afford to invest is again, not financial advice, but it's, uh, worth looking into and, uh, how to keep it safe. These are kind of the main, main things. And, and of course my, uh, libertarian views of being a little bit sus of people who say they have your best interests at heart who control your money <laughs> that too
0: <laughs> yeah usually you know people have their you know like their agenda and trying to not everybody but like you know a lot of people you know uh, they they want something out of you know when they when they say like i'm i'm here to help you or something you know a lot of time it's they're trying to uh, get something out of you so you just got to be wary of that
1: absolutely but that said we really do want the best for you the lal and i both
2: yes.
0: do. definitely <laughs> yes, we, do. we do
1: have your best interest at heart here. <laughs> you can believe us when yes. we say that <laughs>
0: yeah i don't know if we should have put it that part <laughs> <laughs> everything we just said for the past 45 minutes is at the box you know just
1: <laughs> you can edit this part out if it doesn't if it doesn't jive
0: <laughs> i don't know i'll see you. <laughs> yeah but great amazing advice you know everybody i i recommend and carolyn recommends you know you go do your own research after this and stuff and yeah do, do you have anything else carolyn to add or say
2: um you
1: know ah that's a really good question i i don't but i feel like i can't end it and say i don't have anything to say it seems (laughs) we covered a lot though which is good
0: yeah we did we did a lot a
1: lot a lot um we did well honestly the only thing i have to say is you know just thank you so much for having me on here this was a lot a lot of fun and i'm 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 so glad that uh, you know you you care enough about your audience to to you know bring this topic uh, to the forefront for, for this episode. I just I do appreciate that because um, I kind of wish I, I had listened to a podcast back in 2017 so that I could have understood yeah. it a little bit better. So yeah, I just I really enjoyed this, and I'm 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 happy that your audience gets to gets to listen to gets to listen and learn.
0: You are uh, so welcome, and I, uh, you know, I I thank you as well for honestly, you know, um, taking the time to, you know, talk to people about this. All right, Carolyn, where can people uh, find you?
1: Uh you can find my shop on Etsy or Amazon under Calico, which is spelled C-A-L-I-K-O-E, or you can follow me on Twitter at Calico Art, where I just reblog a lot of Bitcoin and crypto things. Sorry, where I reblock a bunch of crypto and Bitcoin news, and where I also post my art and merchandise.
0: Yes. All right, perfect. You all gotta go uh, show Carolyn some love, you know, because she was a great guest and uh, she she talked about you know cryptocurrency and Bitcoin very well. So yeah, I'll have uh, all the links in the show notes to her Amazon and the Etsy and her Twitter. So make sure you guys all go check that out. And yeah, all right. Thank you.
1: Thank you. I appreciate that.
0: hopefully you all enjoyed this episode and you learned some stuff and if you missed anything or you weren't paying attention you can always go back of course and yeah so thank you all for listening hope you're all staying safe taking care and i'll see you all next week all right peace